And welcome to Reim Ahuvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. I'm so happy you're joining me today. Today's a live show. August 25th. Yesterday is a live show. You might be hearing this on Monday night. But I really want to start by appreciating and thanking you for waiting. Because as you know, it is not easy here in Brooklyn to find parking on an alternate side day. Yes, that's what it is here. And that's what the challenge is always, is alternate side day. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who are new listeners, here is what we do. We try to do with Seattle Deshamaya to learn and develop new skills and tools to renew and strengthen the connection that you have with your spouse. So if you're married and you're listening to this show, Bez Hashem, what's going to happen is if you follow the Torah's guidelines, not my guidelines, it's really the Torah's guidelines, then you will see that your marriage, your relationship, your connection with your spouse will deepen. It'll become more meaningful. It'll become, an, it, it'll become not just more meaningful, it'll become more solid, sustainable. We do this not only from a social science perspective, but we use the Torah as our guide and source of navigation. I'm so happy you're listening to me today. You waited for me today, 11, 12, or it's Monday night. They're just playing it right on time. But I will tell you like this. I will tell you that there is so much to talk about. Before I even start today, I just want to say one thing. And I was thinking about this on the way coming here. I'm like thinking to myself, I'm thinking of different skills, different tools, what we're going to talk about today. And I'm saying to myself, you know, there, there's, it, it, there's two ways to look at marriage. The first way to look at marriage is to say to yourself, okay, I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to do that. Um, I understand that this is what works, this is what doesn't work, and I'm going to try to use the backdoor approach and use different skills and tools. And a lot of you who listen to me, listen to my show, and I'm Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, I get tremendous. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you. You know, it inspires me to move on, to go on, because these shows are not easy, just the scheduling is always hard to, like, to get here, to do it, to prepare. So I thank you all for your feedback. But what, what I'm saying, what I want to say to you today is that on one hand, I know I have a lot of listeners who enjoy the show and they gave me great feedback, but my, well, my big question is, are you implementing those skills and tools in your relationship? That's my question to you. And I know, and you know I'm saying this because I know the only way for you to implement these skills and tools in, in your relationship is if you work very hard and you work against your autopilot do you hear what I'm saying? Against your autopilot. Because I'm telling you right now, it's so nice. I know, it's so nice to hear my show, talk about marriage. Rabbi Greenfield, how do you know what goes on in my house? Rabbi Greenfield, exactly what you say. And I hear this all the time. Wonderful, bravo, great. That doesn't do it for me. You know what does it for me? You send me feedback and say, you know, I actually tried what you said and it actually works. And when I get that type of feedback, that means so much to me. It means so much because it's really making a difference. Baruch Hashem, I have siyat dishmaya to to make it to, to to help guide you make a difference in your home. But my point is, ben hey oimer lefum sara agra. There's no pain. There's no gain. This is very hard. I want to make a, 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 you know nachla here. It is very hard. Everything I speak about is extremely hard. It's nice to listen to. And it's like, wow, yeah, Rabbi Greenfield, that goes exactly, how do you know? This is what happens. My husband does exactly that. My wife does exactly that. Wonderful. Great. You shut the radio, whatever you're listening to, the app, or whatever you're listening to, great. Move on. Don't, no, no, no. This is not about moving on. This is about taking these skills and tools, maybe writing them down, implementing it into your relationship, and realizing 
that it's going to be murder. You hear me? It's going to be murder, especially when we're talking about the second phase of marriage, which is, which is foregoing, which is being mavata. That's mamish murder. It's so hard. It is so, 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 so hard. And some people, some people, you know, will even write me, Sarah Greenfield, it's so nice to hear, but you know what? It's too bad I didn't get to hear all this stuff when I first got married. And honestly, I don't know what they mean by that. If they mean by that, that I didn't hear all this stuff when I first got married, because if I would have started doing it then, I'm doing it now, but I would have done it then, it would have helped me throughout so much. I have all these years. Okay, listen, Kodesh Baruch who's in charge, whatever reason, reason it had to happen, then you're listening to it right now, fine. But if what they mean by that is, Rabbi Greenfield, I'm so happy you give me all the skills and tools, but it's too bad you didn't tell me all this when I first got married, because now it's just too late. It's too late. I'm married already for 30, 40 years. I'm not going to start from new. It, you know, I've got my fixed patterns and routines and dances, and this is the way we operate, and we just function, and we have a stable marriage on life support. Well, guess what? I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. As long as you're alive and HaKadosh Baruch Hu has your heart beating, you can change. Do you hear me? I, I'm very serious about this. As long as HaKadosh Baruch Hu has you alive and Olam Hazah, because it only lasts for a certain, right, a certain amount of years, right? You hear so many things, Nebuch, this past week, terrible, terrible tragedies, terrible people, you know, greatest, greatest of the great, both in the male and female world. We had Rashiva of Kamenitz Nebuch, was was Rabbi Zellinger was Nifter, and um, what a tremendous, tremendous loss, tremendous loss to Klai Yisrael, really a tremendous loss to Klai Yisrael, and um, Rabbi Zanester Youngrace. Rabbi Tzini Esther Youngrace, who was, who was I, 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 I want to tell you, I was okay to see her with my wife. She, I don't have words. I simply don't have words. This is mamish like, like Kedusha. That's all I have to say. Kedusha. Holiness. Just to be able to speak to this woman, what she went through, and, and you know, the, the trials and she real, can you imagine a lady who's a survivor of the Holocaust? And, you know, there are so many survivors, Nebuch, who, who, who you know, gave up, gave up Yiddishkeit. They went through so much, and we can't judge them. They just gave it all. Not only did she not give up Yiddishkeit, she stood up for Yiddishkeit. She fought for Klal Yisrael in so many areas, in so many ways, and, 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 and used and created connections, political connections, all Laman who? Laman Yidin, Laman Jews, Laman Yisrael, of the people. Just Yiddishkeit. That's what she stood up for. Unbelievable. And this is a woman who did not stop till her late. Mama, you know how old she was? She was a very old, older woman. You look at this woman, you say, she's an old woman, how old is she? But she's an older woman and she kept herself and she influenced and she had koiches and she did not stop. Was it easy for her? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It was incredibly, incredibly difficult for her. Incredibly, incredibly difficult. I spoke to her. We were schmoozing. I actually went to one of the classes. It was unbelievable. It was much unbelievable the kayak that she had at such a later age. And she didn't stop. And she'd say, I know, yeah, it's hard, it's hard. But she didn't give up. Believe you me. Believe you me. Marriage is not easy. It's not easy. It takes a lot of work, a lot of perseverance, a lot of sweating, a lot of difficult. It's very, very, very hard. And I speak about it, and you know, many times I just say, like, as a matter of fact, I know it's very hard. Like things such as, you know, I tell you to be a mavata for your husband, be a mavata for your wife. It's like, okay, be a mavata, yeah. Yeah. Sounds, sounds good on the radio, but you know what? 
You be there when my husband criticizes me. You be there when my wife starts complaining. You be there when man, my husband it, it, it starts starts pointing things that I didn't do, makes things up, just criticizes and attacks me for no reason, has no appreciation for me at all. Like, hell yeah, you try to do that. Be mavater. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. But that's what it's all about. These are tests and challenges that HaKadosh Baruch gives us. And we pass those tests and we do well. Believe you me, you're bringing bracha into your houses. Do you hear me? This is not me. This is Chazal. That what? That when you are mevater, call mevater al midosav, mavirin l'kol peshav, bracha, shalom, mazel. I see it. I, I'm not telling you. I, I work with couples, Baruch Hashem. I see it like black and white. I see couples who are going through such tsaras. Forget about their marriage, other tsaras. And they start working on their marriage and it brings bracha. It, shalom brings bracha. There's, there's no better kli for bracha than shalom. So I just wanted to first mention that, that, that what? Just a given fact. It's very hard. Everything I speak about is very hard. And today, what we're going to talk about is actually not going to be as difficult as the second two parts of marriages, which is the foregoing and the negotiating. But this is probably the most important piece of marriage, the most important piece of marriage I want to talk about today. And the reason I'm talking about it is because I'm seeing it with a lot of couples I'm working with that if they just plug into this category, this piece of marriage, it could change their marriage around completely. Now, I know a lot of you are listening to me, Baruch Hashem, or say most of you don't have bad marriages. You can have good marriages, but believe you me, you plug into what I'm talking about today, you're going to see your marriage. It's definitely, not even maybe, definitely going to get to the next level. It's definitely going to get to the next level. And what I'm going to talk to you about today is investment, investing in your marriage. And I, and I want to say something very important. And that is, I'm not asking you today for grueling work. This is not going to be grueling. This is not like being mavater and negotiating, which is grueling, grueling work. What I'm asking you today is to do things that are going to be outside your comfort zone. It's not going to be incredibly difficult, but it's not what you're used to. It's not the way you live. I don't do that. It's like, you know, I have people... <laughs> I give classes, Baruch Hashem, is okay to give a lot of classes. And many times I have like, I, honestly, it's more with the men than the women. The men come up, he's like, I'm you, I hear everything you're saying. I, I know it makes a lot of sense, but I, I don't do that. I just don't do that. It's like, what is that supposed to mean you don't do that? No, no, I, I don't do that. I don't. You close the door? Is that what it is? You close the door? It's like a person, you can't even like, scratch the surface of doing tshuva unless you know that you have a problem and you're willing to change. So to come to me and tell me, oh, you know what? I hear everything you're saying, but I, I don't do that. I, I don't do that. I, I'm not mavata like that. I just, I'm not. I'm, I don't speak to my wife like that. I just, I hear what you're saying, but I, I speak to her in a different way. I'm, I'm just very open with her and I just tell her how I feel and I just, you know, let my hair down and just feel comfortable. Really? That's what you do? Well, guess what? Guess what? You're going to be stuck in your black hole for a long time, buddy. You and your wife, Nebuch, and your children. It's not just you. It's you, your wife, and your children. You're all bringing them down because you don't do that. That's not me. I don't do that. So if that's the attitude, that you don't do that, and it's not me, then you know what? You're wasting your time. I don't even know why you're listening to me, really. Why are you listening to me? Because you don't do that. So it's, oh, it's so nice to hear the Greenfield. He talks about everything that goes on in my house. And it's so nice. Let me shut the radio. Then don't listen. Seriously. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Don't waste your time. Don't waste. Listen to, go listen to some music because you're wasting your time. What I'm saying to you 
is that it's, I know it's grueling. I know it's very hard. And the only thing is you don't do that. I'm going to try to do it. I'm going to give it an effort. I might not succeed, but I'm going to try. And today we're going to talk about things that you could definitely try. Definitely try. It's, it's a, a little bit out of a lot of your comfort zones, but it's definitely, definitely, definitely worth it. Now, okay, what am I talking about? I, I'm talking about filling up the cup. I, I know we spoke about this in the past, but I'm telling you, we can't speak about it enough. We can't talk about filling up the cup enough. We can't. We, we come to a marriage, you need chazara, chazara, and more chazara. And I'll tell you why. Because most of the problems in your house are happening because you're not investing in the marriage. I'm talking both to men and to women. Now I know, and we'll talk about this in a second, that generally the main role of giving is, is the husband's and the role of the receiving is the wife's. I understand that's a Torah's position. I, and I, <laughs> if that's a Torah's position, that's what the position is. That's what, that's what Kodesh Baruch wants from us. However, I'm also telling you that a Kodesh Baruch many times, many times wants women to take their husband's plug and to stick it into the circuit. And I, I, I want to tell you something. Because if you're not going to charge your husband's battery, he's not going to have what to give to you. We're going to talk about today many different ways of, of helping your husband charge his battery. So like you're t- giving your husband a boost. You have two cars, right? And the car, the car is dead. So how does generally, how does the engine start? The engine starts with the battery. Those of you who don't know, the engine cannot start without a battery. And he's the battery, the spark plugs, and that's the engine starts. And his battery is dead. So many times your husband's battery is dead. He wants to give you, but he's got to start his engine. So in order to start his engine, you're going to have to take your battery. And you're feel my battery's dead too. Ladies, trust me. It's worth it. Don't tell me your battery's dead too. You know, do Triasa Mason with your battery. Somehow, get your battery to be charged for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And use your battery to charge his battery. And that will help him start his engine. And then he'll give you what you need. And then there'll be that perfect loop it goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth definitely he should be the main provider of your emotional needs but i'm telling you many times ladies you have to charge your husband's battery and especially for those of you who have husbands who have anger management issues those of you ladies who are listening to me who have husbands who have anger management issues they lose it when we spoke about cast we spoke about different, different categories. You know, Chazal tells different categories of cast. But for those of you who are married to men, who either they're getting upset, and when they get upset, oh boy, watch out, because it becomes like a war zone. Or for those of you who are married to men, it doesn't always become a war zone, but they're like sort of passive-aggressive. They let it go, they let it go, they let it go. But when they get upset, whoa, watch out. Because if you're going to be in their line of fire, you're going to get hurt, and you're going to get hurt bad. So I'm talking to you ladies, okay? You ladies who are listening to me, who have one of those husbands, I'm telling you now, don't fight with them. Don't fight. Don't fight. Don't try to reason with them. Don't try to explain them. Don't try to delineate to them, because that ain't going to work. It doesn't work. I'm going to tell you what's going to work. What works is to plug into the world of Avas Chinam, because it's definitely not fair. It's definitely not fair, but it's what Hashem wants from us. Anyways, trust me, Hashem is not fair with us. Hashem is a giver. Hashem is kale rachum v'chana. Kash Baruch was fair and you use midas adin. I don't want to say what would have happened. Chas v'sham. Baruch Hashem, thank you Hashem that you have midas arachim and that you run the world midas arachim and you have rachim with us. Let's have rachim with our husbands 
And what that means is that it's not going to be fair. And we're going to use whatever's left in, our, in your battery or get something to, to, to replenish your battery somehow, charge his battery, and that would allow him to charge his engine. And then his engine will be able to provide you with your emotional needs. And then that could be a, a good cycle. And this, by the way, works the other way around too. I'm not, you know, I'm not picking on the woman right now. I'm just telling you patterns that I see. And, um, and, and it's just important to know that this does exist. Okay. So the first thing is like this. <laughs> There's so much to talk about. I'm looking at the clock. <clears throat> okay. The first thing is like this. Here's what we're going to do, ladies. Before I talk, now, you know, I'm going to talk to the men first. Okay, Ladies, it's important you listen to this, but I'm talking to the men first. Gentlemen, before I talk to you about charging your wife's battery, filling up her emotional cup, and providing her with the needs, which, by the way, gentlemen, really, really is our primary, primary responsibility. It really is a primary responsibility. And I can tell you, chazal after chazal, that Akash wants from us to be able to provide our wives with their emotional needs. It, Ramam says, as halacha, as gemara, that what? That we're, we have a chiv, we have a chiv, we have an obligation to love our wives. You hear this, gentlemen? For all you guys who, you know, you think oh, it's just a nice thing, I'm going fight my wife, but the Iker is learning Torah. Let me tell you what Torah wants us to do. What the Torah wants us to do, the Torah wants us, is a chiv to love our wives, and is a chiv to respect our wives more than we respect ourselves. This is not just like, you know, some like uh, hogus bogus thing that Rabbi Greenfield wants to say just to, you know, to, 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 to be able to create shalom bias. This is a chiv. It's an obligation for us to love our wife and to respect. When love our wife means provide her with her emotional needs, feel connected, and to, and to create unity. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. So before, you know, there's no way I could give you, a, you know, there's so much to talk about. But let me just give you like, like a, 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 in a nutshell. In a nutshell, it's like this. And it's like this. Remember, we think, we feel, perceive, react, respond, love, need, appreciate differently. That's the way we are. Men and women are completely different. We're different through and through. B'machshava, b'regesh, b'tayv, everything is different. That's really So why does Chesh Baruch do that for us? Because that's, that's the challenge. The challenge of marriage is to get over it and to become better, to become like a Kadosh Baruch And to say to ourselves, you know, this is not fair, but I'm doing it anyway because I know what she needs. And, and to do it for Kaddish Baruch Hu. So either you do it for Hashem, either you do it for your wife, or you do it for yourself. But you're doing it. Number one, you have to understand. Moshe Anstern explains, he says, he says if, you've, you know, if you're visiting or moving to a new country, you know, there used to be a guide. Today, everything's online. But there used to be a guide, um, oh, but I forgot what it's called. I think it's Fodder or something like that. And whenever you go somewhere, there's like a book. You take the book. And if you're traveling on vacation, you read about the place. And if you're going out of the country, you read about how, what they say, what the norms, what the mannerisms are, um, you know, different things. Like, you know, I heard, I don't know if this is true. Some of you here, anybody here can text me later on if this is true or not. But uh, I heard that in Japan, um, you know, burping, which here would be disgusting. If you, come, you go to someone's house and you eat and then you burp, it's like, excuse me. But apparently in Japan, again, I don't know if it's MS or not. They say, if you burp, that's actually a sign that, uh, that you like the food. So it's a very nice thing. So I guess they have like, a whole bunch of burpers there. I, I, I don't know. You, you know that's, that's not the point. The point of the matter is there are different cultures. There are different mannerisms, different ways. So you have to, you have to know that. 
that in the Gemara Shabbos says, Nashim am atzman. If you're visiting and moving to a new country, you need to learn the nation's customs, their language, v'chulu. So I'm telling you, you have to understand, a woman's sense of self is defined through her feelings and the quality of her relationships. That's the core. You hear me? That's the woman's core. Relationships. Feelings and quality of your relationships. Now, I know while I'm saying this, by the way, that there are many liberal opposing views. I know it. I know it. I've studied it. I've, I've gone to school for this. Believe you me, I know good and well all the, you know, the therapeutical components, the liberal you know, uh, fairness, etc., etc. But, you know, the book Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus was a bestseller. does not stop selling. The reason it doesn't stop selling is not, is not because it's, a cute, it's got a cute title, because it emanates the truth. And if you read the book, it just talks about things that we know. It's posh it. Yeah, that's the woman's sense of self. That's a woman's sense of self. How many women out there have given up their job, have given up their career just to be able to foster better relationships with their kids, better relationships with their husbands, just to be able to do that? Because... That's what it's all about. You know, for a man and woman go on vacation, right? Generally. There are exceptions, I know. But what does the woman want? The woman wants to spend time with her husband, to connect with her husband, to be able to speak to her husband, to feel understood, to finally spend some quality time. The man, okay, he's into it a little bit, and then he's like, let's go do something. Let's go, I don't know, let's go boating. Let's go skiing. Let's go, I don't know. My height, because that's the way HaKadosh Baruch created us. HaKadosh Baruch created us with different desires, different motivations, because we have different goals. HaKadosh Baruch wants, HaKadosh Baruch wants the man to be an achiever. That's the way HaKadosh Baruch wants us to achieve, to learn more Torah, to figure things out, to achieve. For the woman, now, this is not, now, you know, I know I have all sorts of people who listen to me. I know that. Baruch Hashem, now, uh, thank you, HaKadosh Baruch we have so many people who listen to the show. Baruch Hashem. I know there are different people. And I know that, you know, when I say this, it, it, it pushes buttons because people, you know, women say, oh, I mean, I can't go out to work. I mean, I can't. No, no, no. This is not about could go out to work, can't go out to work. You enjoy making money. Don't make enjoy money. I'm telling you overall, it's not absolute. There are exceptions. It's true. But overall, you might find yourself as an exception. But overall, I'm telling you overall, I see this over a woman's sense of self gentleness. It's important for you to know, is defined through her feelings and the quality of her relationships. Harmony, community, and love. Personal expression is very, very important. For example, a woman could wear a different outfit every day, depending on how they're feeling. They might even change several outfits a day. Man, like, what's your problem? We do it again. This is personal expression, emotional connection. Very, very important. Now, ladies who are listening to me this, if you are not yet convinced that what I'm saying is true, I want you to think to yourself the following thing. Okay, say you're out there in the, you know, the corporate world and you're making money and you're being successful and everything is wonderful, but your relationship with your husband, chas v'shalom, is, is strained. Or your relationship with your, with your children, chas v'shalom, is strained. Or your relationship with your parents, chas v'shalom, is strained. You're not going to feel whole. You're not going to feel shlemis. You're not going to feel good. What's important to you, and it's not, I'm not saying this for myself. This is chazal. This is, this is studies that have been done, though I know that's they're controversial. And this is really from the Baruch many couples that I see. Overall, yeah, there might be some exceptions, I, I can't even say there's really an exception. But what I will tell you is that what? It's the, your wife's sense of self is 
feelings and quality of sh ships. I, and, and I'm, I'm leading to something over here. I'm leading something here to tell you how important it is to spend quality time with your wife, that your wife feels connected to you, your wife feels close to you. This is most important. Now, for those of you, listen to this, who are still, you know, those you know, liberal mindsets, I'm not saying I'm anti-liberal, but the liberal mindset is saying, Rabbi Greenfield, this is so not true what you're saying, because there are women like this, and you know, there's a whole different way of looking at this. Well, guess what? At the end of the day, you know who knows the best? Let me tell you who knows the best in today's world, as if to say, the marketing people. The marketing people. The people who are out there to market for the men and market for the women. And if you go study after study, marketing study after marketing study, what appeals to the woman is relationships, is romance, is, 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 is the feeling of connection. You know what sells? You know what books sell out there? To the ladies, to the women, I'm not I'm saying over here that people should be reading these, these books. But what I am saying to you is that who reads, what books are the most of the women? The romance books, the connection books, the soap operas. It's all about the same thing. It's not true. That... The women's magazines, it's all about the same thing. Even in the Jewish world. Look at Ami Mishpacha. It's, you know, the women's section. We all know the women's section. Ami living in the Mishpacha, whatever it's called. What, what's the topic? Marriage, children communication many lady, men it's important for you to know this communication is primary sharing feelings is more important than achieving goals do you hear me sharing feelings for your wife is more important than achieving goals men you're only going to feel this way when you win a race achieving goals solving a problem i know there are many men who need this also by the way but in general women have a need to feel men have a need to do when your wife is complaining i want to tell you chances are she's telling you that she doesn't feel loved and if you would get that if you would hop that instead of fighting with her and blaming her and criticizing her and attacking her instead to take do the 180 and say you know what i'm not even gonna take you seriously don't, don't say that to her but in your mind i'm not taking you seriously with your complaints i know what this means this means that we haven't spent time with each other for a long time this means that we're not connected this means that you don't feel loved so let me see how i can make you feel loved this is what's important this is what's important okay Okay, now, I'm skipping a lot here. This is skipping, skipping a lot. Another thing I just want to mention before, I want to mention about the wives. Your wife has a connection to the home. Chazal tell us. The what? This is actually Kufiut Chesgmar Shabbos. The what? Your wife is connected to the home. Those of you who go on vacations and she's cleaning up the house or she's going on vacation and the house has to be clean. How dare you invite guests and the house is not clean and I want this over here. A woman has a connection. Kvot basmelch panima. Doesn't mean that woman Ellie has to be inside, okay? But you know what it means? It means that the woman has a connection to the home. And if your wife, for whatever reason it is, is, is embarrassed and it's not clean and the table's not clean, isn't that? Gentlemen, take it seriously. It's a very real feeling. And it's her reality. I want to tell you, it's her reality. When talking about talk emotions, there are realities. There's your reality and there's her reality. Don't challenge her reality. Don't tell her, why is it so important that the house is clean? Why is it so important that the kids wear whatever new shoes? They can wear the old shoes. Why is it so important that, that Shlaimiga has a, book, a new book back for school? You get a different matter. Let me use all. You know what? Even if it's not important for Shlaimi, it's important for your wife. So if it's important for your wife, it's worth the extra $15.99. Now, you know, it's funny because when I say $15.99, some of you, 
uh, Baruch Hashem, you know, because Baruch will bless you with a lot of money. You think fifty nine? That's no big deal. But some of you, fifty thousand ninety nine cents might be a lot of money. Yeah, it might be a big squeeze on you. But you know what? It's still worth it. It's still worth it. Why is it worth it? Because it's your wife's reality. And in her world, this will make a really, really big difference. Mamish, you can't do it. You don't have the $15.99, which happens sometimes. Then you can say to her, I'd love to do it for Shalimi. I want to make you happy. Right now, I can't do it. Let me see what we could do. Okay, fine. But realize that's her reality. That is her reality. It's very real. It's not like, what do you mean? Why do we have to paint? You want me to paint the room? Why do you want to paint the room? You, know, you can't do it. What do you want to paint? I'm looking at the paint right here. It has a couple of what? It's peeling off a little bit. Get, get over it. Come on. You're, you're so mocked. I went to my friend's house. They have a little paint. A little. This is her reality. Don't challenge her reality. Show her love. Show her that you care. Agree with what her reality Say, I might understand, but this is important for you. It's important for me. You hear me? If this is important for you, then it's important for me. And by the way, that's the problem so many times. When a lot of the couples are getting into fights, the reason they're getting into fights is not, it's not the content Shabbat. It's the fact that I don't feel that what's important for me is important for you. I just want to feel like, okay, you want to disagree with me? Fine. But if it's important for me, it shouldn't be important for you. That's it. This is my reality. I'm not changing my reality. This is who I am. You can't do it now? Fine. But could you at least show me that you care? And that's what's very, very important. So the Torah tells us that Overall, the husband is the giver and the initiator, and the wife is the receiver and, and the reflector. And what I'm talking about today is investment. For those of you who are just joining the show right now, we're just like sort of like jumping into the pool right this second. We're talking about investment, filling up the cup, charging up the battery, and how important it is, how pivotal it is in preventing so many fights, and really not just preventing fights, but bringing a connection. I'm telling you, I see couples, it's amazing. I see couples like, oh boy, horrible, horrible relationship. And they plug into the world of investing in their marriage, the eyes. I used to call it P, now I call it I. I used to call it prevention, but I think a much more better word for it is investment. So it's IFN as opposed to PFN. When you invest in your relationship, you'll see so many problems go away. So many problems go away. The question that you have to ask yourself, listening to me right now, the overall question you have to ask yourself, both men and women who are listening to this, is there a loving theme in your relationship? You hear me? This is the question. Is there a loving atmosphere in your home? If people come into your house, or your children, for, let's say. I'm not, someone would ask you, so, does mommy love Tati? If the answer is going to be, no, 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 mommy doesn't love Tati. A lot, Tati doesn't love mommy. No, 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 no. Oh boy, there's a lot of problems going on in your house. If the answer is going to be, I don't know, that's good. <laughs> that's fine. If the answer is going to be, yeah, mommy loves Tati, Tati loves mommy, wow. Then you got it right. Then you got it right. And that's the question. Is there a loving theme? Don't ever ask kids this question. But I'm saying, that's the question. Is there a loving theme? Is the atmosphere in your house loving? Are you fulfilling the Torah's chiyuv, commandment to you, men, that you have to love your wife? Because that's what it is. Is that going on in your houses? If the answer is no, then, okay, it's a problem. If the answer is yes, good. And let's try to improve it if we can. We always can improve it. Your wife needs one thing. Your wife needs to feel loved. When I say loved, I mean listened to, 
sometimes respect, oh, not sometimes, very much respected, needed, trusted. The worst situation for a wife is to feel disliked, alienated, isolated by her husband. Isolated by her husband. What happens when your wife doesn't feel loved is like this. She's going to get upset. She'll become overwhelmed, sometimes confused, exhausted, hopeless. What your wife needs is companionships. When she doesn't feel loved, she might start complaining about a variety of issues. What she really means to say is that she feels far and disconnected from you and would love for you to make her feel close to you again. Sometimes she's not feeling loved because she's asking you to do things over and over and over again. You're not listening to her. So that's not a matter of us spending time with her. But you know what it's a matter? It's still the core issue is love. The core issue is that you're just rejecting her out of hand. You're saying to her, no, I can't do it. You're withdrawing. Instead of saying to her, I hear what you're saying. I would love to make you happy. This obviously is very important for you, so it's important for me right now. I'm not up to it, but let me see what I could do tomorrow. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the core issue, which is love. And if your wife doesn't feel loved and cared for, her battery is dead. The way you charge your wife's batteries as follows. And I'm going to talk about some examples. This is not a workshop. So there's no way this could be comprehensive. But I want to talk about some very, very important things. Number one, gentlemen. And I think this is in order. I really do. Your relationship might be a little bit different, but I think what I'm about to say is in order. Number one, attention. I can't tell you how important it is for your wife to feel and to receive attention from you. I had someone call me recently, a newlywed, and he didn't realize this. And before he got married, we schmoozed, we were talking. And he asked me, Rabbi Greenfield, what do you think is very important in life? Is marriage, is that? I said to him, number one, attention. So important. Give your wife attention. Give her attention. It's very important. She needs, she might not ask for it, she might get frustrated. That's what you used to, that, that's how you originally formed a relationship is through giving her attention. Then you get married and you have pressures, you want to make money, you have children, and they're more expenses and there's pressure and bills and stress. And then we just get so busy and we don't give our wives attention. And that's what they need. They need attention. This is, this is, this is pivotal in a relationship. So before we talk about being mevater or negotiating, are you giving your wife attention? And I'll give you some real examples, concrete examples. Number one, when you wake up, did you ask your wife how she slept last night? Did you ask her how she's doing? Start the day with that. Start with the right foot. Did you notice what your wife was wearing today? If I ask you gentlemen right now, what is your wife wearing today? Do you have any idea? Now, if you don't know, that's fine, because I know many, if not most men, we don't look at these things. Things aren't important for us. But you know what? Notice. Notice. Tell your wife, wow, you're wearing something very nice today. You look great. Tell your wife that. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing not unfrom about it or whatever. This is what Kashbok wants from us to give our wives attention. You know? This is part of a hava. This is how your wife feels loved when you give her attention. Did you call her? Did you text during the day? Tell her that you're thinking about her. All these things are very, very important. And I would say even write a list of these things and check it off every day. I'm actually thinking of, you know, many people who I deal with actually have smartphones. Now, a smartphone could be very dangerous. But we put tag on it or whatever it is, you know, and I'm thinking of actually creating an app that, what, that will have like, like a marriage app. And I just like to click off every day to see. Now, I, I know that for many of you listening to this, be like, oh, that's uncomfortable. I don't want my husband to like check off the list. Ladies, it's just a reminder. That's all it is. 
he loves you. He cares about you. He wants to be there for you. He needs reminders. He needs reminders. That's what I'm saying. Gentlemen who are listening to me, make yourself a reminder. Did you call your wife today and tell her that you're thinking about it? Did you text her during the day? You don't know how important it is. Do this for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Do it for your wife or do it for yourself. But do it. And then comes spending quality time. I cannot tell you how important it is to spend quality time with your wife. I, I speak about it. Of course I speak about it. So how can you speaking about it again? Because you stopped doing it. <laughs> how do I know you stopped doing it? I'm not saying you stopped doing it. But we, we all do. We all do. Because that's, that's life. That's all I'm hazard. It's a challenge. The Yitzhah is trying to challenge us not to spend time with our wives. We get all busy. You know, a lot of you have gone on vacations or are going on vacations. And you're thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to spend time, quality time with my wife. I'm going to go on vacation. We're going to have an amazing vacation with the kids and we're going to spend quality time. Eh, wrong. What do you mean? What do you mean wrong? I just told you I'm going on vacation and we're going to have a great time. That's not quality time. If you're going to go on vacation with the kids and have a great time with the family, that's quality time with the family. And by the way, it's very important. Don't get me wrong. That's a family time. But then there's quality time. Quality time is alone time with your wife. Not, not, in family time. Now, if during the vacation you find time where, you know, you spend quality time with your wife, okay, fine. But that's not quality time. You should take a vacation with your wife, just your wife, not with your kids. You can't always do it, I understand. Expenses, this and that, but you should aim to do that, yeah. You should aim to do that, especially in the summer. If you haven't done it, you still have a chance. If not, you can plan one in, this, in, the, in the winter. Yeah, to go on vacation with your wife. Yes, yes, I'm saying it here, on the air, openly, because this is what the Tyra wants, for us to connect with, with our wives. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, to watch, spend quality time with your wife, to give her the full and utmost attention she deserves, and the attention that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to give her. And for her to feel connected, and to fill up her battery, and to make that investment, and by making that investment, that's going to create the magical word called Shalom in your house, and that's going to bring bracha. You hear me? That's going to bring bracha. Everybody gains. Your wife gains, you gain, and your children gain because you're going to have a healthier wife. You're going to have a wife who's going to be able to give more. You're going to be able to tolerate more. School is soon going to start. You know the pressure starts even more. As much as pressure as there is in the summer, we know once school starts, oh boy, it's a much, much bigger pressure because there's a test, there's the homework, there are responsibilities. Now is the time to spend quality time with our wives. It always is a time, but especially now, if you could go on vacation, maybe you, whatever you can afford, maybe you go to a restaurant, whatever, if that's not something that you do, fine, find something else to do. But you know what? Now's the time. Now's the time. Because you know what happens once Yom Tif, the shopping, the cooking, it's around the corner. It's around the corner. I don't know if you listen to me on Thursday or on Monday night, but it's around the corner. The pressure is, is right there around the corner. So prepare yourself. Believe you me, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of gold. Trust me, trust me that you prevent and you invest in your relationship now, it'll help you for the future. It'll help you. It'll help you. Spend quality time. Spending quality time means shutting off the phone. Spending quality time means your total focus and attention. Spending quality time means being a good listener. Spending quality time means not to argue and to give your wife advice. No, 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 no. Spending quality time means to be a good listener. And I want to tell you something, ladies. I'm sorry. You know I try to be fair here. I, I'm seeing this a lot. A bit. I'm, saying, I'm sorry. I'm being open. 
I'm seeing this is a big problem with women. I'm seeing a big problem with women. I, I used to think it's a problem only in men where men just give advice. I'm seeing this is a problem with women. A lot of women giving their husbands advice. Their husbands do not take that well. They just want you to listen. Now, I know you're doing that because you love your husband, you care about your husband, and you see like he's making mistakes. You just want to tell him, using your bina, right? Kashbahu gave me bina. Well, not when you're spending quality time. When you're spending quality time, just listen. If he's dominating the conversation, then you could say to your husband, Shlomo, Yaakov, honey, whatever you call your husband, if, you, if we can take some time for you to listen to me, I really make me really happy. Oh, okay, fine, no problem. Tell him, talk to me. Because you also want to be heard. You also want to feel understood. You also want to feel connected. So that's very, very, very important. There are many love languages. There's a book, Five Love Languages. And, and sometimes, gentlemen, it's important to ask your wife, tell me something. I know I do a lot of things for you, but what, what do you feel is really important for you? What what can I do that you that you can feel really loved? What is it? Is it? And your wife might tell you, you know, if you help me with the kids. <laughs> what do you mean? Help me with the kids? <laughs> you feel love when I help, just help me with the kids. What type of love is that? For her, she might interpret that as love. Maybe she didn't see her, her father helping her mother with the kids. Maybe she's overwhelmed simply and she feels not cared about. She feels like she's just, like she's like the slave in the house and she doesn't stop and you don't care about her. For whatever reason is, maybe just practical. But at the end of the day, if she says to you, if you help me with it, some of you don't even have to ask, by the way. Some of you know, some of you know that when you help, your wife feels love. So that's a love language for her. It's important. Buying her something on Erev Shabbos might be important. So these are important things. I have to move on because we are running so much out of time over here. Eight minutes we have. Okay. Next, appreciation. <sighs> wow. Appreciating what your wife does. Because sometimes a lot of women are feeling they don't stop. Now, it's true. Most women today don't stop. But they could, Baruch Hu gives them kochos so long as they feel loved and also they feel appreciated. Many of the women are not feeling appreciated. There's nothing wrong with telling your wife just out of the blue. You know, I just wanted to mention to you, I really genuinely feel like you're an amazing mother. I really feel that, that, that you're really devoted to the family. Some women don't feel, don't feel that. Now, it might be stemming from low self-esteem. A lot of your wives do have so low self-esteem, and that's where it stems from. And therefore, they need that constant reassurance. No, you're an amazing mother. No, you're very devoted to the family. A lot of women are walking around today feeling very guilty. I'm telling you. A lot of women are walking around feeling very bad about themselves. Did I do that right with my child? Maybe I was too rough on him. Maybe I was too rough on her. Maybe I was too strict with her. Maybe I'm too easy on her. Back and forth and back and forth. And I want to tell you, I want to tell you, I, I really feel, I know this is like <laughs> in my assessment, based on not an empirical evidence or a study. It's just based on the many couples that I work with. And I tell you, I really feel that it's not a big complaint that I get from husbands, that my wife is, is a bad mother. Most husbands tell me, my wife is really, you know, wonderful mother. So say that to your wife. Say it because a lot of your wives don't feel that. Tell your wife. I just want to mention you're an amazing mother. Do it today. Do it today. Don't wait for tomorrow. You're showing that you're not taking it all for granted. You're verbalizing your appreciation. Even for menial tasks such as doing the laundry, washing the dishes, cleaning the house. It's a love language. It's important. But definitely things like her mothering skills, her devotion to the family, her devotion to you. It's very, very, very important. And then, of course, affection. Affection is very, very important. I'm not going to get into it, obviously, but I will tell you, it's important. It's important in a marriage. And, 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 and it's important for a woman to, to, to receive that from her husband. It's a big pivotal piece in the overall 
formula for a successful marriage. Women, I want to move over to you for a second. I, I, I know we have much more to speak to the men, but I want to move to you. And the reason I move to you because we're running out of time. Your husband's sense of self is defined through his ability to achieve. To achieve. That's his prime Mary need to feel achieved, creating, fixing, learning. That, that's a man. That's why Akash Baruch created the man. Because that's the way Akash Baruch, that's the way Akash Baruch created the man. And that's the way the man serves Akash Baruch Hu. Through yamaka, tzitzis, tefillin, achieving, putting things, very objective, learning, uh, feeling of accomplishment, feeling of achieving. If a man feels non-accomplished, he feels like a loser his whole day. If he doesn't feel accomplished at work, if he doesn't feel accomplished, you might see your husband comes home like a bear, like a, like a tiger. Don't take him seriously. He didn't feel achieved. He didn't feel accomplished. So what you could do is you could possibly charge his battery. And this is important to charge your husband's battery. That's a man's sense of self. There are men whose primary need is both, by the way. Both a sense, to, a sense of achievement and a sense of feeling love. There are men like that. You might have a husband who needs a lot of love. A lot of love. Um, not, there aren't a lot of men like that. But I would say most of the men, even if they need love, it's really translated really into, into make me feel achieved, make me feel validated, especially with your hu husbands who have, who have low sense of self-esteem, self-worth, and have had a challenging childhood. I'm sorry, I have to bring up childhood here. I know people don't like talking about it. Childhood is important because that's when we're programmed. We're programmed as children. Men are very analytical. Men have a need to, uh, men have a need to do, not to feel, ladies. Right? Most men, their primary needs to feel achieved, then to feel loved. You have to remember this about your husband. Now, sometimes, you know, and this, I think, uh, Lisa Eichen says this. I'm not sure who says this. But she says that sometimes men could put their families in their back burner while they're involved in the working world and still feel satisfied. There are men who, okay, whatever, I'm making money, I'm accomplishing. Okay, so I'm not so connected with my family. All right, whatever. And you'd be like, what's going on? That's a man. That's a man. He's a man. You know, women tell me, oh, yeah, he's just being a man. To me, that's like gold. Because, <laughs> yeah, you get it. He's just a man. Don't take it seriously. He's not you. He's a man. Your husband's need in the relationship is to feel like he's making you happy and for you to acknowledge it. I cannot tell you how important it is for you to tell your husband how happy he made you. Not thank you. How happy he made you that he shopped for Shabbos, learned with the kids, went to a shear, found a great vacation. I can't tell you how happy you made me. It made me so happy. Put him on the pedestal. He needs that. I'm telling you, your husband needs it. That's how you're going to charge your battery. But I need a lot of things. He doesn't, doesn't give it to me. He doesn't want to spend time with me. He's not interested in me. Listen to me, ladies. Don't be fair. Don't be fair. Be, be extra rachamim. Extra kind, like a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and say, you know what, my husband, he doesn't deserve this, but I'm going to appreciate it in many ways. And I'm going to tell you, like this, ladies, the most important for your husband is not the attention. It's not, not you, not the attention. It's the appreciation. It's the validation. Notice when he does something for you and tell him how happy it made you. Verbalize your appreciation by telling him how it made a difference in your life. Thank him for menial tasks, such as taking out the garbage, learning with the kids, working with the family. Thank him for the brilliant Vartori. He said, tell him that made me very happy. I can't tell you how happy that made me. Thank you. You know, I want to tell you something. When, today, when you took out the garbage, thank you. It made a big difference in my life. You don't say it made me happy all the time. It made me a big difference in life. It meant a lot to me. That's how you thank your husband. That's how you thank your husband. By what? By simply verbalizing your appreciation, I'm telling you, you can turn your marriage around. For those of you who have horrible marriages, 
I'm not saying this is like a magic formula, but in a certain sense, it, it, it's a tremendous band-aid, tremendous band-aid, and it could really, really make a very big difference. And what is that? Appreciating your husband, appreciating. Same I talk to the men about appreciating their wives. I'm telling you, you don't know how many men out there are thirsty for validation, for appreciation. Small things, small things. Like, like what? Like, wow, you went shopping. I really appreciate that. Um, it made, it made, it made, you know, it made my life, it made my shop so much easier when you, whatever it is, just appreciating your husband, finding things to appreciate your husband. Don't tell me there's nothing to, there's nothing to appreciate my, my husband, some class for shalom, such relationships. Don't tell me that. There's always something to appreciate your husband. He goes out to work. By the way, I just want to let you know, I know you go out to work every day. It's very hard for you. And I, I, I don't usually mention it, but I do appreciate it. Tell it to him today. Don't wait tomorrow. Tell it to him today. Tell your husband. I just want to tell you, I, I really appreciate that you go out to work. But why do I have to do that? He has to do that for me. I mean, that's the rule. Men work, and the fact that women work today, okay, they have to work, but it's not really my role. Don't go there. Don't go there. Hakar Satov is beyond that. It's beyond that. It's, you know what? I'm going to appreciate. I'm going to have Hakar Satov. And the way women, I'm telling you how to have the Hakar, don't say thank you. Say it makes a very big difference to me. It makes me... I'm so proud of you. It makes a big difference to me. It, it makes me so happy that you go out to work. Whatever it is, find the things that he does. I'm telling you, if you do one week of this, by the way, just one week of, of, of just appreciating, 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 you're going to see. He's going to have so much more to give you because the truth is, you're right. He is the primary giver. He should be the one who's giving. But you know what? Some of your husbands have low sense of self-esteem or they're being knocked at work. They're not making money. They're struggling financially. Whatever it is. They need to be boosted. They need to be validated. They need to be appreciated. They need it, I'm telling you, as much as you need it. When you give it to them, you're charging. You're sort of like boosting. I should say charging. You're boosting their battery, which starts their engine, and then they're able to give you the love that you need. And then it goes back and forth. And you keep on appreciating, and then you create a loop. It's a scientific loop, by the way. <laughs> Obviously, we, we've known about this forever. But I'm telling you, it's a scientific loop. I forgot the name of the loop. I, I had a show on this, actually. But it's a loop that goes back and forth and back and forth. It's positive, 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 positive. It's the power of positivity. Stop the criticizing. Stop the attacking. Stop the blaming. But what do you mean, Rabbi Greenfield? I, I shouldn't blame him. I tell a million times. Man, I'm talking to you also. Blaming your wives. Don't stop blaming them. I tell you a million times. Get off that horse. Get off that horse. Ride a different horse. You know what horse I'm talking about? His name is Positivity. Be positive. Thank you. I appreciate it. It makes a big difference for me. You know your husband's love language. You know your wife's love language. It might be helping her. It might be being there for her. It might be appreciating her. It might be giving her attention. Or generally, it's really all of the above. Just some of them, some of these languages are more striking than others. And provide them with their positivity. Even though it's not fair. Do it anyways. Do it anyways. Remember what I spoke about marriage at the beginning? It's hard. Get out of your comfort zone. You hear me? Get out of your comfort zone. It'll be awkward. Great. It'll be awkward. I, I never talk like this to my wife. Talk like this to your wife anyways. You do it. You'll have siyat the shmaya. You'll be on shalom and brachan to your house. And then positivity breeds positivity. Not just as far as communication, but as far as what HaKadosh Baruch wants from us and the bracha that HaKadosh Baruch wants from us. Thank you for listening. This has been Rabbi Yitz Greenfield. Questions, comments, feedback, 917-397-2841. Have an amazing, appreciating, inspiring Loving and communicating and unified week. All the best. Thank you for listening.